This is episode number 26 of Dev Branch, Different Ways. How you gonna WordPress? How you gonna do Tucker. it? You can find me over at Jason Tucker on all the things, as Say would say. Have we updated my, uh, this is a long screen. There, hi, me. Um, and we gotta update that so it's like my Mastodon or something. At Say Read Media. Nope. And y'all know who it is, it's your boy Jason Cutter, <laughs> a.k.a. Fat Moment, back at it again on the world's most influential WordPress podcast. Speaking of those podcasts, go and follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, and you can also go hang out with us on our Discord. Say, just just to just to let you know, like, yeah. during the intro, like, people listen to that, too. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's not a private conversation we're having during the intro. <laughs> Did I say something? Yeah, you were like, "Oh, we need to update this," and like, I felt like we—you're telling me. Oh that no, that was my intro. It's like you want that me was to my make intro. pop or something. And I was like, "Oh man." Oh no, that wasn't to you. That was just me. That was my intro. That was that was legitimately say's intro. Right, like that was not cool. that was not meta talk. That was. I am what, not okay. judging you at all. You are, but that's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> we have a friend. We have a Hello, friend today. <laughs> Don't worry, I can wait. <laughs> it's it's actually really rare that Tucker gets annoyed with me, but you know it does happen sometimes. And you know what? He's he's human, so it's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> it, oh, we dear. know who you are, but maybe some people don't. So tell us who you yes. are, Robert. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm Robert. I'm a patch tech security advocate, and I'm here to talk about I don't know security stuff. That excites. I'm not sure how to WordPress. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Different different ways to WordPress. Uh, so, last early last month, uh, I started messing around a little bit with uh, static WordPress and generating uh, a static copy of one of my WordPress sites just to see uh, the process that was involved, uh, the the kind of things. Uh, that could be done, that didn't need to be done. I had a site that basically didn't have any sort of uh, dynamic elements. So I was like, okay, let's see, um, you know, what 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 can be done here? Uh, managed to install the Simply Static plugin uh, and took uh, my personal site, uh, jason.cosper.me, uh, and uh, made a static version of it, uploaded it to uh, the service glitch, glitch.com and uh, made uh, a fully static version, uh, less my contact form, because I later realized that there was one single dynamic thing. Google but nobody, form, by the way. Right. Nobody uses a contact form, uh, the contact form on my site. So I was like, OK, I can get rid of that. Uh, so it took another minute or two of editing some raw HTML. But it was really straightforward uh, to get this up and published and everything else. and. Um, just kind of uh, doing that experimentation uh, really got me thinking about the uh, different things that can be done. And then uh, I logged into the post status Slack, and apparently uh, my my good friend uh, Robert here was messaging me, had been messaging me for like the past two months, and uh, like similar threads uh, was just kind of like, hey, I, I've been percolating a little bit on uh, statically generated WordPress, and I was like, "Well, we should have them on. Like, this is absolutely a good topic to uh, to discuss." 
Um, so yeah, Robert, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, kind of you know what you've been playing around with and like the static side of things? Yeah, yeah, I set it up on my personal website, and this was all because actually I was doing patch stack weekly episodes, and I was kind of looking at the security implications of you know should you do a static site or not, or a headless CMS site or not, and much like you and your story, like I didn't use the dynamic features on my personal website. So it was a perfect candidate for let me find out how static sites actually work so I can learn and show others. And yeah, yeah. I went with Simply Static and it was a plugin that made it super fast and easy to, to set up a, uh, my infrastructure, I'm hosted at DreamHost and it was all basically the same user, same site. Um, and I locked down my main site so everything's still available online, but it's secure because you have to know special passwords to access the, the WordPress backend. But the generator makes it one click, and it just pushes to uh, to my you know my live site, which is now static. And I think the result was you know both more secure and like at a crazy high performance score. So yeah. that actually is a great lead into the. I was going to ask like, you know, I for for really like image heavy sites, which I, I, I what's the use case? Let me just not even paraphrase. <laughs> what are the use cases for this? Uh, obviously, you know, performance is important, but can you, can you get either of you, all of you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Uh, uh, why? Robert, why static? Robert, please. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the use case, like the performance was like a happy side benefit, but I think that's a huge impact, right? For, for the biggest use case, right? Is like you have something that is interacting with a database on the back end, eating up memory on the web server, and you're getting a lot of traffic to it. There's, I don't think there's anything that scales as good as static, if you can think of it that way. Of course, what I mentioned first was that, you know, the site has to be a good candidate. So it must be, you know, no dynamic content at all. If there is, there there are ways to add some dynamic content like like forms and, and uh, you know, email list signups and stuff using third parties. But maybe Jason can share a little bit more on that because I think you did that. I didn't. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, well, actually, it's uh, there's an interesting thing. Uh, I noticed that when uh, WP Engine was, uh, they've got their new, um, their new um, tool that they've built for block patterns. Um, and on, on the actual signup page for the block patterns, uh, instead of using some sort of native, uh, you know, uh, either uh, ninja forms or, or gravity forms or whatever you might use, you scroll down to the bottom of the page to sign up for the beta, and there was just an embedded uh, Google form, like sticking in an iframe. Okay, and so not only WP Engine, but WordCamps, uh, mm -hmm. survey, Word, WordPress-based surveys, um, basically all of the above. And I get it for some of the WordPress uh, stuff, not having a form because it's, you know, site and all that stuff. But I, I, your point is <laughs> very well taken. Like, why? Merch store. Why is that happening? Shop, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, so having a... Having, uh, a contact form having uh, like a, a place where um, you know this obviously static wouldn't work for you would be um, say you have a WooCommerce store. I'm sure that there are ways to do it, but like WooCommerce, no, not really. Uh, if you had something where uh, you were selling one or two small items, and instead of using WooCommerce, you just leaned on like a, a Stripe or PayPal like sort of cart link that uh, it, it looks a little janky, but if you are trying to just sell like one or two items, 
eh, maybe you don't need WooCommerce. Maybe that is just overkill for your use case. Um, you know, um, things where um, you are kind of doing a more uh, brochure uh, forward site um, where it's like, hey, you know, uh, you're doing a site for a restaurant. You want to show the menu, hours of operation, location or locations if you have multiple. Uh, but like you don't really need to handle ordering on the site because uh, the restaurant owner um, dishes their orders out to like uh, one of those rent seeking places like Uber Eats or DoorDash or uh, whatever. Uh, and they're fine paying through the nose to, to do that. That's fine. I don't judge. Run your business how you see fit. But like, you know, th this sort of thing where you're just like, okay, well, I'm not really like changing my menu uh, every week, month, whatever. Um, like, yeah, you can throw up a site. And I mean, uh, I mean, look at the Space Jam site. That thing has been unchanged for uh, <laughs> how many years now? 20 plus almost 30 years at this point, like, uh, okay, like that doesn't need to change. Like they don't need to generate a new version of that site. Like if you're doing something that just needs to, um, to, to stay static, that doesn't need to, to, to change a lot, then I mean, why not lean on something that will, as Robert said, give you those performance boosts, give you, uh, you're not worrying about, um, especially if you're using uh, a page builder, if you're using, um, you know, Beaver Builder, Divi, Elementor. Uh, Elementor, uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit in the pre-show. Uh, Elementor, uh, they recommend that you dedicate, uh, what, 768 megabytes of PHP memory uh, to, uh, to uh, a things. Yeah, just 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 a tiny bit. Uh, we, I, I think, uh, I think, was it Robert or Jason that joked like, basically, once you're done booting Windows uh, into <laughs> into your session, then you can finally like um, <laughs> use Elementor. So like, um, it, it yeah, actually. I want to. Oh, I, wanna, I have a question. Can I interrupt you? Um, when when you make a static site. Uh, and then you like say your site upon glitch if you remove your dynamic site will it stay like can you well is it just does it like it's you, you don't want to update anything else you just like leave it there and then you can take your other one away and it will just be there as long as that hosting is up yeah i mean the the static site uh i mean effectively um it, it's it's almost like uh you can use um your yeah, you can use your um, dynamically generated site like as much as you want. Instead of hosting that someplace like a, a server where you can get access, like you can run that on a tool like local or VVV or whatever. Uh, and then uh, using a tool like Simply Static, like uh, WP2 Static, that's another uh, plugin that's available, um, generate your site um, and then your WordPress site, like your dynamic WordPress site, doesn't need to run at all. It doesn't doesn't it's totally decoupled, right? From that, that's yeah. so interesting. You could just like, uh, it's, it's it kind of reminds me of um, 
the blockchain. Like it has, like, it's like, um, this would be a better version of blockchain. Like if you could put a static version up, but then it could also be amended, but like, you know, you'd have like versions or whatever. So it's like blockchain websites that are getting put up there, you know, like here's this, this is the site that it was. And then you could take the dynamic one and put it up again as a different thing, you know, like they would right. like these whole different entities. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily planning on getting into this, but there is a uh, bit of technology, uh, I'm sure, what that Robert is familiar. Was there a plan? No, sorry, just kidding. There was a plan. Um, there was a plan. There, okay, good. Just sure. There, there is a bit of technology, and I, I think Ooh. Robert might be familiar with it, called IPFS. Um, IPFS is uh, effectively a way to publish uh, things like these static um, sites uh, and share um, the sites across uh, multiple nodes, ba basically like a fully distributed, like you're not hosting uh, your site in one individual place. And there is uh, some kind of, uh, I hate using the word blockchain. Uh, it, it, it I know, I mean, but right. I, I didn't mean to like say that, but I was like, you know, it's like blockchain has a concept so it's not doesn't have to be like you know hype. It can also just you know be a technology, yeah. <laughs> right? So, uh, but it's it's really um, an interesting sort of way of uh, distributing uh, statically generated files. So if you wanted to basically put your files on uh, something like IPFS, which I think uh, the Brave browser uh, by default has support. Uh, for IPFS and being able to browse uh, IPFS um, sites um, effectively. Um, it, it, it's just really um, all very interesting to me that, that you can kind of use um, these technologies and like WordPress basically just isn't getting left in the dust. Um, well, because like is, a content engine, you know, like a CMS, yeah. like it kind of was, or like, you know, instead of its more expanded version of like being the entire platform, right, being all mm -hmm. parts, it really strips it down to that content management component where you're really, I used to call it when I would was uh, doing talks, I would call it an FDI. I've used that term on here before, but does anyone remember? No? Mm -hmm. Fancy data inputter. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> That's my favorite just... term. So it like gives it brings it back to the FDI roots of WordPress. So we're, so we're just taking WordPress, sticking it in the CGI bin, and then running a command real quick, and then like the movable type version of WordPress just spits out something. Is is kind of yeah. happening here? This That's is so this fascinating. is absolutely a throwback to to movable type to uh, <laughs> pushing a pushing a button on Blogger and, right now. Yeah. Uh, pushing a button on Blogger and having it generate your site and upload it to your home directory, uh, that oh sort my of God. thing. Woo! Well, I hadn't thought about yeah. that in a long time. <laughs> right. Blogger. Oh. Yeah, that's where that's where Say's form oh, mail was running when before we got her to start using, like, you know, form stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? Not on, not on Blogger. Yeah, no, it's I, awesome. Um. I think I, I, so can you talk about, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you wanted to talk about more things, but like, uh, what, what are the other, like, other than, I keep saying, what are the other things other than performance? So can you talk a little bit more about like the security aspect of it? Because mm -hmm. like that, I think is kind of even more like performance is one thing, but you can, you know, 
do all sorts yeah. of things, make performance well, speed up. But security is, yeah, yeah it's going to be load. quick. Yeah, because it's HTML. There's nothing to attach. <laughs> there's nothing you know, to there's, hack. There's, there's no input. Remember the whole dynamic, like, like if it's dynamic website, it's not a good candidate. That step right. also means that you don't take in any user input. Therefore, no input is processed by the web application. Turns into that. Well, that's how attack vectors happen. Right. right. The web application itself. Now, there's still a stack there, right? Technically, they could attack Apache or Nginx that's running it, or but they're not going to be able to attack PHP because PHP is not used, right? So that really reduces the attack, which then in turn uh, increases the uh, like longevity of the website, right? There's no maintenance needed. How many of us have a website that we might not have run That's maintenance so on regularly enough, right? So when you're not accepting <laughs> these inputs, a couple of those. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe static is a good way to think. I like the example of Space Jam. It's still there, right? These old websites, it creates a way that, well, it was safe and static because it's just doing communication in one way. It's not trying I mean, to I guess the only, the only problem that it might have is if like the browser uh, doesn't support something that was in there, but I, are the browsers even doing that anymore? Cause like it would be putting out like modern HTML, right? Yeah. Obviously it's not yeah, like- It would be modern HTML. You could do a, a DOM specific JavaScript, like a reflected JavaScript that exists in the DOM, which would be all in JavaScript, which would be on the front end. So there is, it's not impervious, but the good thing about these DOM or reflected cross-site scripting attacks, if you know the details, is they're only um, temporary, right? They're ephemeral, right? They're with that one request. So the browser that gets the injected payload is, you know, the only thing, basically they're attacking themselves. Uh, it's not the same <laughs> as a stored, a stored cross-site scripting which would attack, you know, would, which would execute the JavaScript on every subsequent request, unless somehow you got the stored JavaScript in somewhere on your static HTML, but let's not get that deep. Um, so uh, you, you say like maybe the browser ends up not supporting something anymore. Uh, I will say this as far as backwards compatibility goes, uh, and I drop this in our private chat, uh, the marquee tag is still available. <laughs> So I really yeah, wouldn't. I mean, they're not really dropping anything at this point. Right. They're just adding. They're not really taking away. Well, right. I'm going to on a counter you with reminding you of the late blink tag. <laughs> oh, blink. So <laughs> if, someone, if someone wanted to do this today, let's just say they're on shared no hosting, because at this point we're going shared hosting, <laughs> no right? Yeah. We're the cheapest thing set up yeah. here. You're on shared hosting. Do you just create like a subdomain that's going to be your dynamic site? You go and put all your stuff in there and then you have it deploy it to via FTP using like simple static or whatever to the actual domain and then you're good. Like that that would be it. That's pretty much I mean the whole I like using Netify like or using glitch. Uh, simple, non-complicated. Yeah, like like huh. the whole Netify glitch, whatever, like yeah. all of these like other things, like it's cool that those exist. You know, somebody was saying in the chat that they use like uh, Clair uh Cloudflare pages. Um, you know, you could use a, you know, a CDN like Amazon or whatever, but like, if you just wanted to go bare bones, set this up, a subdomain, throw your dynamic site in there, even put an Apache password in front of it, just so like, you really can't touch it. And then, um, you know, just deploy it via FTP and then you're good to go. Right. Yep. Pretty much you, with my setup. I don't even have to use FTP. 
Yeah, because it just outputs to the same users' directories. It just outputs like. Oh, okay. So you could even put it in a directory. You could put WordPress yeah. in a direct. Oh, yeah, that might. Yeah, yeah. I'll put an HTML into the directory. It gets yeah. a little bit weird there, but that's one option, right? You can totally download the zip. I think that's what Cosper you're doing. You're downloading and probably injecting it into another script that uploads it to uh, what, what service I, you're using. To to glitch. So I um, just take um, output the zip and then uh, only because the site was already uh, hosted and I was just doing an experiment. Uh, but it outputted the zip. Uh, I took the zip and then uh, dropped it into a GitHub repo. And then I took uh, the pushed... zip and dropped it to the Git. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But just WP wraps. Uh. <laughs> right. Slotted it, slotted it right in to, to GitHub and then uh, Glitch went ahead and picked up the update to the GitHub repo. So. Um, I, I could actually automate this a little bit more. There is uh, an interesting, um, I, I kind of like half mentioned it, um, but the there, the other plugin out there for doing static stuff outside of Simply Static, which is a great plugin, is uh, WP Static, uh, which is, I think, was eventually acquired by uh, Stratic. Um, slash element or etc. Uh, but uh, it has uh, a really powerful um, set of add-ons uh, and ways to kind of hack um, some additional uh, things in. But uh, effectively, um, one of the add-ons that it has, um, or a few of the add-ons that they have, uh, Google Cloud Storage Deployment, uh, Cloudflare Worker Static Site Hosting, um, so uh, the cool thing about this is uh, if you're doing uh, static stuff and if you're watching DevBranch, I'm sure that you're familiar with WPCLI. Um, and uh, effectively, like, uh, Tucker, if you click into, like, uh, Cloudflare Worker, uh, if you scroll back up and go, yeah, Cloudflare Worker Static Site Hosting, um, you uh, can, just from WPCLI, uh, kick off a, a job that will uh, post your static site just up to Cloudflare workers. You just have to make sure that you have put the appropriate like API keys in place and everything else. Uh, and the cool thing about Cloudflare workers uh, and also about like uh, Netlify and, and a few of those other providers, um, you can um, deploy a, a static site like this to uh, multiple points of provisions. So you can serve up these static sites uh, closest to wherever um, anybody is trying to view them. So uh, you can um, sort of spread um, your WordPress, your statically generated WordPress site around the globe. Uh, and people are getting, um, you know, because it's on a, a close uh, by point of provision, um, they can get um, your site very quickly, like even more quickly than, oh, I just deployed to my uh, DreamHost server in uh, Portland and someone in Australia is looking at the site. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we can actually serve this up from a point of provision in Australia and they can see the site just as quickly. They don't have that additional network latency there. Hmm. Look, looking um, in the chat here, all of... That was, I was through. actually going to talk about that. I was going to talk about the chat because Oliver it, had this question. Um, oh, not about that one. But uh, the other, another question that Oliver was talking about was something I was going to say, this one. Um, 
we have been talking about headless and 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 static less 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 so but for a while and i guess that's why i was trying to get on with like what's the use case like why aren't more people doing this um i can answer that for like my level of client but it seems to me that especially at the enterprise level or just bigger businesses in general where there's uh you know more more stuff to hack uh you know more more the website is you know more substantial um like why isn't this more common I feel like this is very low profile. Yeah. Like no idea. Kind of <laughs> no thoughts, well, no theories. Well, let's, we don't know. let's just walk through like how is WordPress presented to users? It's presented as a full-fledged product, right? They don't know they've got to do this extra step, right? Static, well, I mean, we have to do so many extra steps. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's maybe, not like. Maybe, maybe the client for static isn't so much the site owner itself, although in the end it will be, but maybe it's the agencies could look at static as a way to improve their offerings, right? Yeah. Now, we've, we haven't talked prices on some of these things, but like the static hosting prices are really similar to the shared hosting prices, but a little bit more, right? And But you notice one big difference when I've looked at some of the plans is they're unlimited websites because they know the performance and the scalability, right, is there. So you're paying maybe 10 bucks right. a month. And you're like, oh, this is a little more than my shared hosting, which already works with WordPress with a database and, you know, posts like DreamHost and GoDaddy and Bluehost that have been around forever. Like they've got their stack to make that work. But going static is like a little different stack and it's kind of the new thing. Maybe you need to try it out. And maybe if you have, if you're an agency that has a lot of, of clients that could kind of move to static, like they don't use the dynamic stuff, they're probably cheaper paying customers, right? Or lower prices, but though you'll be able to get one account for, you know, 10 10 bucks or so, and you'll be able to put all of them there and you'll be able to do all the maintenance and stuff. And maybe their backends will still work. If you set it up the right way, their backends will still work just like they know. They just have to click publish for the whole site to get published. So uh, an, an interesting uh, dovetail to this and, and something that I wanted to bring up before we ran out of time, especially since it's in the episode description, uh, is uh, <laughs> the, things, the things that are being done uh, with SQLite, uh, specifically oh, right. around... Yeah, um, specific and and actually, uh, we were discussing it uh, before Say showed up, uh, and we had to stop talking about the show before the show, um, <laughs> as as is her rule. Um, it's <laughs> no, a rule, people. It is a good rule, um, but so we were we were talking about this and uh, SQLite, and a very interesting thing about it is that that completely gets rid of the need, especially in these like shared server environments to have to run anything other than PHP. MySQL becomes like, and uh, the overhead that runs on the server, a lot of services run that just to keep the overhead low, run MySQL on like a, a separate instance and, uh, you know, try to, to keep that away. But uh, I have seen some shared services run uh, MySQL and, uh, you know, Apache or Nginx or whatever, like all just right there. Um, and, um, getting MySQL like uh, effectively out of the stack where you are just running uh, PHP. You are like that, that is all you need to host your site. It becomes really easy to um, set up. I mean, it already is pretty easy uh, to set up, um, to, to set up WordPress on um, 
you know, like a Raspberry Pi type server, some little uh, single board computer, like, you know, sitting over at the side of your desk. Um, I mean, hell, I've got a Raspberry Pi right here that uh, very quickly, like, I, okay, I, I only need to run PHP to, to do the generation for my site. Uh, SQLite is running. There's no additional overhead there. Uh, it tends to be at least currently a little bit slower uh, than MySQL, but they're working on improving performance there. Um, but it, it's just really interesting that the amount of resources um, to serve the site in statically generating it uh, also can will end up going down uh, if you are just running the SQLite version of uh, WordPress as well, and and kind of uh, you know making that push. And and right now, uh, the big push for uh, SQLite is to kind of uh, help um, with the the sort of like theme and plugin preview uh, in the WordPress repository, um, which is um, will let you basically run an entire WordPress install inside your browser. Uh, that was the thing that they demoed um, just a few months ago. Uh, and is is still like just so mind blowing to me uh, that you know this is this is a thing that we might be able to do. Uh, but I mean, just imagine a, a copy of WordPress that lives nowhere except for your browser. You push a button, you get a statically generated site that then you can you know either through API integrations or whatever. Uh, click a button and upload it to uh, Cloudflare workers, upload it to your DreamHost account, upload it to, to whatever. It's a great idea. I'm going to make a slight joke about it. Did we just like turn WordPress into Dreamweaver? Oh my God, yeah, that's yeah. what I said when I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. When I was on mute. I was when I came off just, mute to say. I was like, make sure wait, so it's Dreamweaver? I think <laughs> so, you know, I need like the 90s are really in just like they are yeah, true. <laughs> they are in like all over the place because I've, I've felt for a while like we are definitely like in the 90s with all the, the the federated stuff and everything and now this just sounds like what are we doing are we all millennials just recreating our youth that's what i yeah. think we're creating the technology we couldn't have then now but you have to get a better Raspberry Pi to be able to make Elementor work on it. But other than that, it, it, it'll, it'll be okay. Sure. <laughs> We're going to slice some images. <laughs> That's the funniest thing since sliced images. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, time is up. Thank you very much for coming and hanging out so with much us, Robert. So it's always a pleasure fun. having you come hang out with us. You do know that there Hashtag. is another show called WP Water Cooler that we do all the other times of the month. Hashtag. Maybe at some point we'll get you to not talk about like like hard deep technology stuff and just talk about <laughs> like you know I don't know like Beaver like you know like, I have like to really life. yeah just, I'll just talk about stuff. life and everything that comes. I have to there. really pay attention when you're talking, Robert. It's like because it's like my I have to like engage like my dev brain and they're not I'm not as literate in that that land as I am in some of the other lands and I'm just like right yes totally okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that I think you said before the beginner's mind, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The beginner's mind. I come with it all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, folks. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Here's our outro. Bye. Hey.
Hey, you know, at some point we probably will end up having a static website. Just make, you know, make, make sure all those things work. So feel free to go take a look at our site over there as well. We'd appreciate it. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Oh. Subscribe.